0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to RealPod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick-Brown, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Hello everybody and welcome back to Real Pod. We have a bonus episode for you this week. I'm so pumped about it because I feel like I finally have found a rhythm, a consistent rhythm when it comes to working out and incorporating movement into my life. And because I finally felt this unlock, I really wanted to record an episode where I look back on honestly, this has been a 4-year journey a four-year journey from when I graduated college and was no longer a athlete anymore to being someone who had to figure out how am I going to work out? What does this look like? When am I doing it? How do I stay consistent? How do I motivate myself? And it took me four years to get to where I am now, which is consistently working out at least three times a week, high intensity, and feeling really good about it. The way that it makes my mind, my body, just overall, the impact it's had on my life has been so positive. And hopefully I can help you or expedite your process by kind of just mapping out what I basically worked through the past four years to get where I am right now. So that's what we're going to do today. I would like to thank Nike for sponsoring this episode. Nike is passionate about ensuring and inviting all women of all backgrounds to incorporate Nike products into their wellness journeys, whether that be through traditional sport, meditation, walking, practicing yoga, taking your kids to the park, the list goes on. And Nike's Nike Well Collective drives further awareness to continue to deepen the connection that they have with those who wear Nike products and help create a space for wellness your way and embodying their five foundational pillars movement, mindfulness, nutrition, rest, and connection. So thank you, Nike, and let's dive in. All right, the first one is to reframe your thoughts around movement. Now, this is the big thing. Our thoughts really can get in the way in a massive way with whether it's like who we want to be in life, how we want to feel, what we want to do. The things that we think are so powerful and they can really hold us back sometimes. And that's what I think I struggled with is my thoughts around working now were a workout has to be like really crazy hard and I have to feel absolutely gassed after it. Or if I work out, I have to give a hundred percent and feel like I am absolutely going my hardest I could possibly go. Right. I had all of these thoughts around what a workout was. It's like I labeled it as one thing and that's how it was for a long time time in my life as a competitive athlete, I was always viewing working out as how do I become the best in this moment? And that is like really intense, like really, really intense. And so when I was done playing college volleyball and my body wanted rest and I wanted rest, I stopped working out and I couldn't find the desire to do it again because of these thoughts of like what it meant to work out and then feeling like I wouldn't be able to do it. And I don't like to not be able to do things or not be able to be the best at things. So I was like, well, then I'm not going to work out because I'm not ready yet to give this crazy hundred percent. And so I just avoided it because of the thoughts I had about what it should be. Right. On the other hand, at times in my life, I experienced thoughts that told me that working out was a way to change my body. And I like would work out because I wasn't happy with myself. That also sucked the joy out of working out because I viewed workouts as this way to fix myself. So in both of those examples, I'm describing how the thoughts and the labels and the judgments we have around working out can really become obstacles or things that keep us from actually doing it. So I encourage you, this first tip is to think about the thoughts, the judgments, or the labels you have around movement. And spend some time thinking about that, journaling about it, talking to a friend about it, and trying to shift your perspective and open up a world of possibilities of what working out and movement can mean to you now at the present day in your life with whatever it is that you're doing and how it can serve a purpose for you now. And as this episode goes on, I will help fill in some of those blanks, but that's tip number one. Number two, is to find your why. Now, this is a big one. Like when I was writing this down, preparing for this, I was thinking that this could be its own episode. It is, it's a heavy one. Okay. It's, it's your why. Why do you wanna move your body? Why do you wanna work out? Why are you gonna be motivated or keep doing this? And that's a really tough question, especially because I felt like I didn't have a why for a long time. I felt like, The why that I knew was to win games, to win championships, to be the best volleyball player I could be, to get certain stats on the court, right? I had these like tangible whys that were success based. So when all of that went away and I was just like, okay, how do I work out during a normal week as someone working a job? I couldn't like get it because I remember one time even saying to Max, because he always has been motivated and stayed motivated to move his body. And I'm like, how do you do that when there's no game to prepare for? Or there's like, doesn't feel like there's a real reason. And Max's answer at the time was, I just love the way it makes me feel. I love that. I feel like I have this edge that if I can accomplish this workout, I can accomplish whatever comes next in my day. You know, he had this purpose-driven relationship with movement that I didn't have at the time. This past year, I feel like I really figured out my why and I'm gonna share it with you. We were playing pickleball. My family likes to play, and it was a Sunday, and my Yaya was visiting and she was watching us. So, you know, my parents, Max, and I, my brother, Cubby, we're playing pickleball, and Yaya is sitting there and she's watching. She's 87. Her body barely allowed her to go down the stairs to even get to the courts. And I just remember like looking at her and thinking, you know. One day that might be me. If I am lucky enough to live to 87, I could very well be sitting in a chair watching my grandkids play a sport. And I know myself. And the day that that happens and I'm not able to get out there and compete and move my body, I am going to wish I soaked it up and I did it when I had the chance. And it really just hit me in this moment. Like, I haven't been showing gratitude towards my body and its abilities and and I haven't been exercising it or moving it or using it in the way that it's able to show up for me. And of course, you know, I needed those years of rest. And I'm so glad that I took the time to rest and it's perfectly okay to take time to not move your body. Trust me, I know, but I was at a place where I no longer was resting. I got through my resting phase and now I was kind of just on autopilot and I didn't feel great about it. And so now I feel like this core motivation of showing gratitude for my body, of moving my body for my future self, of moving my body to squeeze everything out of the lemon that I can before there's nothing left in the lemon. Right, And that has Done so much for me, like so much for me. It is the reason that I schedule a workout class or I go outside on a walk. It all comes back to showing gratitude for my body and tying it to this why. Now, we all have our own why. You might have the same one as me, but I'm not able, unfortunately, to tell you what your why is. It takes having that conversation with yourself and really thinking about what is it that is the reason you're going to move your body. I mean, if literally, if we, if we chalk it down to that, if you don't have a reason that lights you up or motivates you and makes you excited, we won't do the thing. That's like anything in life. So tip number two is take the time to find your why. Number three, set reasonable goals. Reasonable. Now, this is something I did not understand. Back to that athlete mentality. You know, I used to be like, if I'm not working out four to five times a week, I'm not working out at all. And that was just not reasonable because it's really difficult for me to get even three workouts in a week. And so I had to recognize that I'm at a place in my life where it's going to look differently than it used to. And I have to adjust these goals. The thing that helped me really kickstart consistent movement was this idea of three a week. I literally told myself, just move your body three times a week. It wasn't even sweat three times a week. So for the most part, sometimes I would go on walks and it, like, I wouldn't even get my heart rate up, but at least I was like, okay, I'm doing it. Like I'm moving my body. I'm finding the time. Like I'm getting used to this again. So if that's a helpful mental tagline for you, just three a week. 3 a week. You could even start with 2 a week. You could start with 1 a week. If you know, you don't have any movement in your life at all right now and you're and you're wanting to just start with 1 day a week. I'm going to do one thing and you never know how that can slowly domino effect into creating more. And on that note, don't underestimate a good walk, okay? I used to view a walk as not even a thing because when I was a college athlete, the idea of a walk being a workout was like, no, it was like, I walk to class. Okay. That's not a workout. Like, that's what I do all day. I walk places, I walk to the gym. But now in my life, I realize how beautiful a walk is, how good it is for my body, and how going on a walk is better than not moving your body at all. So when I used to think, oh, I'm not going to go to a workout unless it's a really crazy one. I would just like never work out. And now I'm realizing that moving my body in any way is a win. So, please set reasonable goals, start small, start with things that don't give you anxiety, don't make you change, you know, your normal daily life, but just slowly start to bring it back into your life. The fourth tip is to find something that you actually enjoy that you like to do. Does that sound mind blowing? Because for me, it was to realize, wait, oh my God, I can literally do anything that I want to work out. I was told for so long how to move my body or what the workout plan was. And that had its perks, right? Because someone else was keeping me accountable. But now there's this beauty in like, do I want to do high intensity? Do I want to do something short? Do I want to do something long? Do I want to be outside, inside? Do I want you know, EDM music. Do I want a slower yoga type thing? Do I like running or do I not like running? And I've learned that I am not a good long distance runner. It hurts my knees and it gets boring, but I like sprints. I like stairs. I like fast paced things. So take the time to think about the workouts that you actually enjoy, because if you freaking hate burpees, don't force yourself to do burpees. You never have to do burpees another day in your life if you don't want to, right? But if you like doing planks or abs or you like lifting, you know, find the things that you like and do those things. So, some of the things that I've found that I love I love a high intensity workout class. I do think I have that muscle memory, that mental memory of a college workout. And there are some great high intensity classes out there that help simulate that for me. I do also love a good hike. I love a hike. I think a walk is different than a hike in that there's hills and you're maybe going on a trail and it's like an hour expedition. So, I love a hike. I do like a regular walk outside in our neighborhood. It's just great. I will sometimes try to like take calls while I'm on my walks. I love a good yoga class when I'm feeling like stretching. You know, every week it changes for me. Sometimes I want high intensity one way with lots of lifting and then other times I don't. I want more cardio. So find something that you actually like to do. Tip number five is to plan ahead. Now, unfortunately, the workout isn't just going to happen. (laughs) Just because you think about it or you want it to happen, sadly, it's not just going to happen. We actually have to put it in our calendar, schedule it, get dressed, think about how we're going to get there or when we're going to do it. So that planning thing is major. I like to look at my calendar on a Sunday night and see where in the week I can fit in my workouts. Now, the important thing about this is it's customizable. When you hear plan your workouts, please don't think you have to be this picture perfect idea of a person who's like, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every morning at 6 a.m., I'm going to do this. And then Tuesday, Thursday, I'm going to do it. Like that looks great in theory and it sounds cool, but that's never been me. Okay. Just. Now with my work schedule, I cannot consistently say every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday at the same time I'm doing something. Things change all the time. So I look at my calendar ahead of the week and I will book classes or schedule time blocks for me to work out when it works best for my schedule. So sometimes I'm working out in the morning, sometimes working out at night, But please be real with yourself. This is your planning and what's going to realistically work well with your schedule. You know, you want to set yourself up for success. As much as I prefer a morning workout, if I tell myself morning or nothing, sometimes I'm up late working or, you know, it is hard for me to get up in the morning. And so then I miss it. And then I think, okay, well, I'm not working out today. But guess what? I happen to be free from five to seven, and that could have been an hour workout or walk. So don't judge yourself, don't compare your plan to someone else's plan, but create a plan that works for you. And finally, my sixth and last tip is that the little things make a big impact. What do I mean by this? There are little things that you can do throughout your day, throughout your week that will make a big difference when it comes to moving your body and moving your body more. Here's some of my little things. I like to put my workout clothes on first thing. So even if I'm working out at like 4 p.m., if I'm working from home all day, I will put on my workout clothes and my gym shoes, and I will like mentally be getting in the mindset. Sometimes when I have the outfit on, it's like more confirmation that I am going to go and I am going to do the thing. You can also lay the workout outfit out the morning before that's really helpful because then you don't have to spend the time in the morning thinking about the outfit. Like you're just making it easier for yourself. And I don't mean like thinking about your outfit. I mean more like your gym shoes, your socks, you have it all in one place. So it's easy for you. Although we love a good workout fit sleigh. So no shame if you're planning out, you know, your really cute workout outfit. Another little thing. Sometimes I will plan my hair washing schedule around my workouts. So it's almost like I'll view the workout as something I do right before I wash my hair. Like I only wash my hair twice a week-ish. So sometimes if I'm thinking my hair is feeling oily and I want to wash it, I might think, hmm, can I get a workout in tomorrow morning and then wash it? And I'm like, yeah, I can. So then I like plan my hair washing around my workouts and that helps me because it's kind of like you make it all interconnected. See, that's a little thing making a big difference. Another thing, I briefly mentioned this a bit ago, but taking calls while you're walking, I have recently realized even if I don't get all the way down to the street and I'm doing a real walk, I can take a call outside my apartment and pace down the building or pace around the building. Like just moving your legs a little bit can be super helpful and I will sometimes look at my calendar and be like, okay, these calls I'm gonna take while I'm walking. So then you feel extra productive because you're doing two things at once. And sometimes if they're Zoom calls, I will make them no camera. Like <laughs> I think Zoom served its big purpose a few years ago. And now it's like every call is a Zoom. And I don't know why. Like I have the time my office is a mess. I don't want to be on camera. I'm like, can we please just go back to audio calls? But this is helpful because when I change everything to be an audio call, I can be on a walk while I'm taking it. So that's helpful. Also, if you have a favorite album or you have a favorite podcast, sometimes I'll wait to listen until I can go on my walk because then that makes me feel like, it's this exciting thing, right? I'm not just walking with nothing to do and I'm going to be bored. But when I go on my walk on Thursday, I'm listening to my favorite podcast that came out. And maybe that's real pod for you, which, oh my God, wouldn't that be so cool if you're on your walk right now listening to this? Love that. That's a win. Also, friend catch-ups, you know, when I call my best friends who don't live in the city and we're catching up, I like to plan, like I call it a walk and talk. Sometimes I'll text Nat and be like, yo, walk and talk tomorrow morning, are you free? And then it's like, I'm so excited, I'm getting my energy from talking with my friend, my arms are moving, my legs are moving, and like all of a sudden you walked for an hour and didn't even really realize it because of this great call you had. And then, of course, there's a little things like, today I did not work out, but I did leave my building like two different times and I took the stairs and that was just a little way of like, okay, getting the muscles firing in my legs, moving my knees. Um, I stopped on the top stair and was stretching my calf a little. Don't get me wrong. I love the elevator escalator. There's no shame in any of that. There's no shame in nothing. Okay. Okay. But on the days that I am not working out, I am trying to see, can I do this little thing of just taking the stairs and pushing myself, you know, just a little bit? And I've enjoyed it. So if I catch you back up from the top real quick, we're going to debrief. The first one was to reframe your thoughts around movement. My second tip was to find your why. My third tip was to set reasonable, high-level goals. My fourth was finding things you like to do so you enjoy your movement. Tip six was to plan ahead, make a plan. This will really help. And then the six was that little things make a big impact. Ooh, one thing I forgot with tip six is if you can have a friend that you go to workouts with, I mean, that's major. That's a little thing that makes a big difference. It becomes a hangout, social hour, accountability buddy. That's great. I actually don't have that. Probably why I forgot to put it in, but um, it's clutch when that works out. So if you can have an accountability buddy, that's such a win. Well, that is all that I had for today. If you are thinking about these things, you're wanting to make the change, I see you. I have been there. Please don't judge yourself. Just period. Please don't judge yourself. I am speaking from four years. It took me four years to finally feel like I'm getting this. And it might take you longer. It might have taken you shorter You know, but here, this is like a you know bonus seventh tip. You have to do what works for you. Don't judge yourself or compare yourself to other people. You have to do what works best for you, what works best for your body, what brings joy, what sparks joy. If you hate high intensity, don't do high intensity. If you like high intensity, great, do high intensity. But as you look back on all of these tips, remember you're figuring out what's going to work best for you. And that takes time. And when it comes, it will come. Well, thank you so much. This has been a fun get together. I love a little bonus epi. Thank you again, Nike, for sponsoring this episode. Such an important, helpful conversation. And I'm so glad that I got to share with all of you. Love you tons. Have a great rest of your day and I'll be back on Wednesday. upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real.